A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. Are you not hot? You said the other day, which is very confusing, that you only notice the temperature if someone else mentions it. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. That's so weird. Not completely. Obviously, if it's really hot, then I notice it. But my parents never put the heating on, so it can get very cold before I notice that it's really cold, for example. Right. Yeah, I'm and, too hot. And I, I think, think conversely, that's made me be able to be in hot rooms and stuff as well without having too much of an issue. I think I'm too hot. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. Hello. Hello, it's a gay and a non-gay. Yes, big up. <laughs> I'm gay. Yes, James is gay. Uh, I'm not. He's James. I'm Dan. Welcome along. Yeah, he's a non-gay. Should we talk about how great this thing was, by the way, in the in the House of Representatives in Texas? Right, I saw this. So what's going on in the House of Representatives? I don't even know what that is in Texas. I mean, the clues in the title. There's this anti-trans bill that's going through the Another House. Another anti-trans bill. Like, yada, yada, yada. Right. That's not, let's not get bogged down in that right now. But this is what happened. Is there a Connie Lingus here? What about Anita Dickenming? Or Holden, Holden Middick? Okay, are any three of those people here? All right, you got your, you got your, you got your moment. I hope you enjoy it. Classic joke, hilarious. James is acting like it's not funny, but it is funny. And it just reminded me, and I have a feeling I may have told this story in the podcast before, but I can't remember, but it's funny anyway. You know, in school, I don't know if, what happened in your school, but you, you, in certain classes, you would write down everyone's name, right? And the teacher would say, like, James Barr, Dan Hudson. Yeah. And you just say yes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, me and my friend Ed, who are clearly comedy geniuses, we had a cover teacher and we wrote down Homer Simpson. And we thought, well, obviously, like, The Simpsons is like huge so she'll get the joke right so she's going through the class and she's going dan hudson here james barr here um i wasn't there ed wilson here hi ed homer simpson and then like the <laughs> the class like erupts with laughter right much like the people in the texas um house of representatives erupts with laughter and she's like what's funny and then she says it again. Homer Simpson. Never heard of Homer. Homer never Sim- heard of Homer Simpson. <laughs> Clearly not. What? She goes, Homer Simpson. Homer. Every time she says it, another person's like falling off the fucking chair with laughter. Oh my god! And then she goes to end it all. She goes, "Has anybody seen Homer Simpson today?" <laughs> <laughs> I love straight humor. <laughs> you know that's funny. No, that's funny. Really. Why is that not funny? No, f- you've never reacted like that to yeah, any because... joke I've ever told. That's the funniest thing that's ever happened to you. Because nothing as funny as that has ever happened. <laughs> the only thing that's funnier than that, that that's happened is when our teacher, Mr. Flood, came in the day after there was a flood. Right. I mean, that was that was like... <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> it is, right? It's Why funny. are you laughing? He comes oh, there's in. been a flood. Mr. Flood's here. Mr. Flood, big legend, big in the game, big in the history game in, in the Midlands. And he comes in and he's like, deadpan, totally dry. So rather ironically, I got a phone call to tell me there'd been a flood in my room. <laughs> and me and my friend Ed, again, luckily, happened to be in that class as well. We're being sent, as you would say. I don't have any funny memories from school. You're not as funny as me and Ed, maybe. Maybe, or, maybe or... not. I hate school. I hated school. I hate talking yeah. about school. It makes me very unhappy. Okay, well... Let's move on and come back to that another day. Okay, I'd love well, to know from other queer people, though, if you're listening, like, what was your experience at school? Like? I mean, I know, because I was also in it, but, like, <laughs> does anyone gay have good memories from school? 
Love to know. Please DM us. A gay and a non-gay. How is your shift at home base? What do you mean? You're wearing home base. I'm not. I'm wearing really cool weekday jeans that have like... Fake paint on them. Yeah, why do you keep commenting on my outfit at the minute? This is so exhausting. Every time we record, you have to comment on what I'm wearing. It's so boring. It's not, because if I was wearing that, I'd be hauled over the coals for it. Why so, would you be? Because you'd be like, oh, straight man doing your shift at home base. No, that's, listen, that's I've a... been hauled over the coals for it by everyone except queer people who go, oh, I love your jeans. Right. Every single straight person's like, oh, did you just come from uh, Did you just come from a work site or whatever? Like, it's so boring. But it is funny. It's though. not funny. It I'm funny. just wearing jeans with paint splat on it uh, that's cool that's not funny it's just an outfit okay. you hate it when people comment on what you're wearing no I don't yes you do you've had, had a go at me so many times like I'll be like why are you wearing shorts in winter I've done and you always get really frustrated no by I that. don't yes you do no I don't I'm just like <laughs> yes, I just, you I just do. like to wear shorts yeah but you get annoyed if people constantly comment on it I don't know if I do and you hate it when we're doing a photo shoot and I'm like right what are you wearing and I'm trying to like help you decide what to wear you yeah, absolutely but that's, hate that that's you, different. you're very much like in your style and no one can change that yeah but that's different isn't it I'm not sure it is different well i think it it's is it's not really and it's the same at like award shows and things like that like you you're like i'm just gonna wear what i'm gonna wear that's but not really true are you referring to when i went to the i went to the british lgbt awards and didn't wear a suit sort of just in general referring to yeah i guess that is, did we talk about this on the podcast or not i'm I, not sure we did because i think i flew somewhere on holiday the next day did you not think like oh it's an awards show so i better better dress what up. dress up you know as well as i do that not all awards ceremonies not are actually really. like that for no, example british really. podcast awards that's it, different it's a podcast awards it's daytime yeah but it hasn't always been daytime when it was in the evening it was still quite relaxed i don't know to be honest dan but I, I do I, know that if you're turning up to an event hosted by queer people with loads of queer people winning awards it would make sense to think oh i bet it's gonna be well no dressy. but i also thought like well there's loads of gay people there and they'll be turning up in all sorts so what do you mean by that i felt very homophobic it's not homophobic <laughs> i can't explain why i'll be <laughs> You know, wearing leotards or whatever. What? Why so, is right? Oh so, my god! This what, but, is so awful. I wish I wasn't here. Well, they were. Oh, because they? they're gay. They're going to wear leotards. Well, no, but I, I was right in that assumption because no one people. was wearing a leotard. But I don't even know what that is. But. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying not to trip myself up when I'm just sort of stating facts. There were people there not wearing suits and not wearing dresses, right? Everyone was very elevated. It was an extravaganza. Yeah. In well, terms I guess of I didn't realise that. Nobody, nobody cascaded you that. You should have the responsibility to think about it yourself. You should have known that a bunch of queers were going to turn up looking absolutely fabulous. How did, you, how did you miss that? Well, part of the reason was because it wasn't, you got the information never sent it on to me. That's and, not true, Dan. Because, you were also nominated for an award. Yeah. I did not get the information and not send it on to you. I did not get an email that was like, blah, blah, blah. And because of that, I also thought, well, if it was black tie or whatever, they would let you know because nobody did then. But the thing I mean, is, and so this is why I think I said to you at the time, my issue is not with what you wore. I actually didn't really care because again, it's a queer event. So you turn up how you feel. But what I'm annoyed by is you saying, the information was not cascaded to me. Nobody told me that I should dress up. That's what's annoying. You're an adult. Google it. Google, Google what? Google British LGBT Awards arrivals on Google and look at the well, people turning up and what they're wearing in from like years gone by. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We didn't get nominated this year. so it doesn't... <laughs> No, it doesn't matter. As I said, it literally doesn't matter. Well, anyway. But it is funny how you get frustrated by people commenting on your outfits, yet you're happy to tell uh, me off. No, because I haven't been getting frustrated by people commenting on my outfits. So that's not, that's not right, the same okay. thing. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, queer people do get that all the time. Get what? People telling them, like people commenting on their outfits. Yeah, I'm sure they do. As I've mentioned to you, and it's very exhausting. Well, and I've heard that joke a million times. Yeah, like, but oh, it, you just come from your job at home base. In general, I don't really care what you're wearing. As long as we look good together, I'm happy. Cool. Well, I always look great. I was chatting to a friend about that this week. About what? That exact thing you just said there. What? I always look great. Right. Not you specifically. <laughs> but straight but, people. Yeah. That confidence, that je ne sais quoi that straight 
white men have that right. I just wish I had a piece of. That kind of like gliding through life without really overthinking I'm not anything. I'm actually saying I look amazing all the time, but what I am saying is I'm entirely comfortable with how I look, so it's irrelevant yeah, what else that's, is Yeah, that's what I wish I had some of that. Well, It'd be so great, wouldn't it? Like queer people listening, wouldn't it be just amazing if you could just have the confidence of a straight white man for a day? And women, I'm sure we'd all love a bit of that. Well, I have so much self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you something? <laughs> I accidentally took an edible <laughs> the other day. I thought, oh, that will help me sleep. It did not help me sleep. It sent me crazy. And I started having an argument with myself and all of my internal voices were coming out and they were so loud, right. like, louder than ever. And I was like hearing all of the hate I have for myself out loud. So that really brought all of this home to me. And I just wish I didn't have those voices attacking me all the time. It's horrible. And I don't think, I don't I feel, I feel like straight men don't have that. Well, in terms of like how people dress or whatever, people are always going to take... No, forget that. Like, just in general, like, oh, I can't email that person because they won't want to hear from me. Or, oh, actually, I can't wear that because I'll look shit in it. Or, oh, I can't go to that because I don't know anyone and anyone there might hate me. Or, oh, this person's not responded to me, so they obviously hate me. Like, all of this sort of self-doubt, those crippling thoughts, this yeah. sort of self-gaslighting. I right. gaslight myself a lot. I tell myself, like, oh, it's your fault. Your relationship broke down. You've made the wrong decision to break up with him. You're going to be alone forever. Like, right. I tell myself that. Pretty much all day, every day. I just don't think straight people get well, that much well, doubt. Maybe. Quite a generalization, but like it is. A, I'm asking you. It, I yeah, do. It I have like a tiny bit of that, but not like this person hates me. I'll, I'll be like, this person's a, a swat, and they're not emailing me back. But it's not. Yeah, no, that's true. You do do that. Yeah. So I'll be like, oh, they hate me, and Dan will be like, this person's a twat, <laughs> which is so much better. Yeah. And I can't do that. I go, oh, they hate me. I'm not good enough for that. I internalize it immediately and make yeah. it my fault, which is why I say self-gaslighting. Whereas you're just like, they're a twat, which is so much better. But how great would it be if I could just harness a little bit of that? I, well, yeah, well, uh, yeah. And if you okay. could just harness a little bit of doubt as well. <laughs> Two unlikely friends take on the world. We were sad to hear about the death of Paul O'Grady. Totally unexpected. And we both woke up to it like, oh. Um... Yeah, it was really sad. If you don't know Paul O'Grady, I'm sure you do now. He was one of the most important LGBTQ plus comedians, drag queens, presenters on British television. It's really difficult to talk about it, actually. Um, Yeah, I mean, it is, isn't it? Because paying respects to anyone is always so difficult, especially if you don't know them, because it sort of feels a bit like you're making someone's death about you. Yeah. And I don't ever really want to do that. I don't think it's right to ever do that. But then sometimes when someone as important as Paul O'Grady dies, I think you do have to speak. You have to honor their life. So I did actually do a tweet that went really viral. Thanks so much, everyone. Um, <laughs> and I felt really ick about it. Like I've gone viral about because of someone's death. That's not really, I don't really, it's not why I posted it. But you did add a link to your tour. <laughs> I did then add a link underneath going, whoa, this went viral. <laughs> Come to my tour. <laughs> but I just thought that was funny. I'm sure that's what Liddy would have wanted. I think so. But what I said was really important. And I said that Paula Grady, Liddy Savage, was like in the trenches basically during the 80s when the HIV and AIDS epidemic was happening. She was gracing stages at the RVT in South London. She was performing at the New Penny in Leeds. Like iconic queer venues, safe spaces. The New Penny in Leeds. I love the New Penny. And um, I actually heard Paul O'Grady talking about the New Penny on the radio once. And I was living. And he never shied away from standing up for our community. He made jokes about the police when they stormed the RVT and they did a raid and they were wearing gloves. And he was like, oh, we've got someone to do the washing up tonight, (laughs) lads. Brilliant. And he was so acid-tongued and utterly vile and hilarious. And he made our mums laugh on TV. He made our dads laugh. He was on TV in the 90s, noughties, basically promoting queer rights and... And wearing drag and just being 
a fucking hero. Yeah, and yeah. it's just, it's so sad. And he was way too young to pass away. Yeah. And I, I always just feel so devastated when we lose someone that fought so hard for our community. Yeah. Because I guess until we get to their age, we don't know who those people are right now. It's just so important to remember these people, these icons that have helped to change the world and make it a little bit easier to be gay. You know what I like about Paul O'Grady? It was best summed up by Amanda Holden, actually. He hasn't got a woke bone in his body. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about that, shall we? If you... <laughs> yeah, I'm really angry about this. Let's play that clip. He, do you know what I loved about him? He was not woke in any way. No. So they host a breakfast show in the UK. I yeah. also host a breakfast show in the UK. And I was advised by our producers not to talk about what they right. just said, but I couldn't hold it in. Does Amanda Holden not know what woke means? Clearly not. No, basically she doesn't. But nobody does, really. So Well, that's... they need to learn because that's not what it means. It doesn't mean that they said whatever they wanted. Like, Paula Grady was hilarious and said whatever the fuck she wanted. But that doesn't mean that she's not woke. He is woke. Yeah. And also, I was using both pronouns when I wrote yeah. my tweet. I have never had so much hate from people. Like yeah. all these righties are constantly banging on about how they hate how we say pronouns are important. And there they are all shouting at me for calling him a she. Right. When as a gay man, I'm entitled to call a man a she yeah, yeah, whenever yeah. the fuck I want. As far as I'm concerned, Paul O'Grady is a she. Yeah. And I'm 100% sure that Paul O'Grady identified as a she when he was with his mates in the pub. Yeah. When they were all being gay together. Like, it's like, <laughs> oh, here she is, babes. Like, yeah, it's all, yeah, yeah. It all goes back to, like, Polari. It's ridiculous to, to have a go at me. And all these people were, like, coming at me in the DMs saying I was, like, homophobic and a misogynist because I was calling him or her. What she's getting at, what she meant was he behaves in a way that we have sort of signed off as being fine. We being, like, the kind of, the people that listen to heart. It's a ridiculous <laughs> thing to say. He didn't have a woke bone in his body. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'd sooner have Ozzy Osbourne as Chancellor. <laughs> I tell you what, because at least with Ozzy, the only cuts made would be the effing and blinding from his speech, that's all. <laughs> Do you know what got my back up? Oh, those Tories whooping and hollering when they heard about the cuts. Did you see them? All in the background. Do you watch telly or politics, you lot? <laughs> but ain't X Factor, man. I can interest it. <laughs> no, they were the annoyed with it all. Yeah, you have up. He's got to scrap the pension. Yeah. No more wheelchairs, yay! <laughs> Bastards. A gay and a non-gay. A couple of quick highlights from James Barr's Twitter. Okay, great. Before, before we go. All right. Love this one. I've spent 20 years loving Eurovision and all you bitches, his words, not mine, show up for it now just because we came second. I see you. Yeah. Yeah. That's really annoying. Is it? Yeah, because the whole country is like Eurovision fever. I even saw... Um, I think it was Philadelphia Cheese, Soft Cheese. Yeah. I've got like a Eurovision collaboration out. Yeah, of course they have. Well, that's that's so annoying. It's like pride It's like pride washing all over right. again. Um, you don't care about Eurovision. You haven't been here for, for like the last 50 years. Why are you suddenly doing a cheese to celebrate Eurovision? Because Eurovision hasn't been here since 97. No, but who cares? It's, it's in Europe and it's really important and it brings countries together. So it's just very rude, basically. Right. Um, and yeah, so many basic bitches on Twitter, like suddenly into Eurovision. Yeah. And to be fair, presenters. And it's like, babe, you hated Eurovision. Yeah. You slagged it off for the last 20 years and now suddenly you're all over it like a rash. Yeah. It's embarrassing, actually. I'm not saying you have to be a real fan of something to be into it. But if you've slagged it off, 
being like, oh, Eurovision is so <laughs> shit. No one votes for us. Everyone hates us. Oh, the UK, everyone hates the UK. I hate Europe. Like if you've weaponized it like that, which you definitely have, because most people in this country definitely have done that. And now you're like a fan of it and you're spending 500 pounds to go and see it. Right. Or you're hosting a show about it on TV or on yeah. the radio or doing a podcast, like whatever it is then that is offensive to me. Right. Sorry, I just think that's horrible. And I might sound like a cancel culture woke warrior here. I'm happy to own that. But I just think it's like a straight person that's homophobic suddenly turning up to pride. That's how it feels. So I am personally very irritated by that. And it's not just people. It's also brands, radio stations. Yeah. Even the one I work for, God bless them, are suddenly so into Eurovision. We're going to be playing loads of the songs. Yeah. I'm like, where has this come from? Three years ago, I was begging you to play the UK entry and you didn't want to play it because you didn't think it was cool enough. Yeah. And now suddenly I'm hearing it everywhere. How? Why? I mean, it's great. But also, I just think next year when we don't do as well, if we don't do as well, they'll all just be like, oh, forget it. Yeah, but it won't be in the UK next year, will it? So that's the... It doesn't matter. Well, the World Cup's not in the UK, but we're still flying England flags everywhere. Yeah, but you wouldn't, not to the extent we would be if it was in the UK. No, you know I'm making a good point. Uh, yeah, but I'm also making a good point. Have you just got the hump because you didn't get tickets? Is that the... I mean, yes, <laughs> but it's also true. I'm making a really good point. I'm probably taking it too personally. I guess the point I was going to make was if I'd have said, oh, I can't believe everybody's into X band now. I've been into them for 20 years. You'd be all over me being like, oh, you're such a straight gatekeeper, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, I would, I would call so, you a gatekeeper, yeah. So, but I and think that it, happens all the bloody time, let yeah, me tell you. with bands and stuff. I bet it does, right. Yeah, I bet it does. But I do think it's slightly different. Yeah. Is it different? Um, it's the same point, really. I, I would agree with you if you were saying as, like, if... If you responded with such an intellectual point as I have, <laughs> then I'd have agreed okay, with you. Okay, sorry. But if you just went, oh, I've got the hump because everyone thinks they're cool <laughs> now and I've been here 20 years, I'd be like, well, so what? But if you said, oh, well, actually, you know, all these people have been hating this band and now they're loving it. Yeah. Then I'd be with you. Be yeah. an ally to your okay, cool. miserable straight tweet. Anyway, talking miserable straight tweets, um, this one, without a doubt, if I'd have tweeted this, James would be like, oh, you're such a straight, oh. so straight, blah, blah, blah. Congratulations on your new song, Making Me Cry, Ed Sheeran. That's from James Barr's account. Right. Um, wow, did I tweet that? You did, yeah. So oh, no, big, I don't think that big was Ed, me. No, it was <laughs> I you. think big, my account was hacked. Big Ed Sheeran fan. <laughs> I think my account was hacked. James has rinsed me for being apparently an Ed Sheeran fan, which I'm not, numerous times on this podcast. Listen, Ed so, Sheeran is is brilliant. Is he? Yes. Well, that's I quite mean, the gear change. No, of course he's brilliant. Is he? Yes. I mean, basic, because everyone loves him. But yeah. of course you can't deny he's brilliant. I, I can. Look, he sent me a glitter penis, so mm. I'm now his biggest fan. Okay. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, babes. Do the admin and support Gay and Non-Gay. Visit gaynongay.com slash donate.